because the more emotional she is, there's beauty in that, but there's also intensity. So a man, if he's not capable of fully being present within that woman's intensity and fullest expression, he's going to freak out, right? So his practice then is to really, through things like, you know, meditation and being, really having the ability to, to remain present through the intensity, through the craziness of life. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Upgradable Podcast, home base for adventurous souls who are learning to master the art of graceful living. Here we are diving deep on what does it truly mean to be a human and how to build graceful, healthy, juicy relationships with self and every aspect of your life. My name is Anna and I'm founder of Upgradable. The purpose of this podcast is to share with you inspiring stories, self-mastery tools and transformation techniques, all that to help you experience your own breakthroughs, fall in love with self and your life and expand your capacity to receive abundance and pleasure. It's time to remember who you truly are. Uh, I want to introduce you, Joe. Is it, you pronounce it as Joe, right? Yes. Joe, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I was really inspired by the work that you do. Um, and your posts really resonated with me. So I uh, invited you so that you can share your perspective and wisdom on uh, intimacy and uh, relationships. Uh, because uh, I think this is an area where uh, lots of people uh, are struggling with, especially in the modern world where we kind of are losing track of what does it mean to be a woman, what does it mean to be a man, and what do we need, what do we crave from each other. So I would like to hear your uh, perspective on a number of things. And uh, first of all, can you please uh, introduce yourself? How did you come to, uh, yeah, to this area, to relationships and intimacy? And uh, what is your message in the world? So um, there are a lot of things that brought me to this place. Um, primarily, in all honesty, it, it, the root of it was just that I really wanted to be able to love well in relationship. Um, and it's something that I wasn't taught how to do as a child. Um, it's something that I found that it was actually kind of gray area for a lot of men. Um, so there was a lot that I had to dig through along that path. But um, basically, the getting to the point of, of understanding um, the more fun parts of polarity and, and uh, just how women respond to, to men in general um, was, was the, the, the biggest piece of my work. And so, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff that's come to this point, but I'd say within the last three years, I've, I've done the biggest, deepest dive into, into what I, what I do currently around relationship. And I'd say my greatest motivation was not just to learn how to love, well in relationship myself but also to to be able to give that back mm. so um okay wow. there, and, yeah there's just there's so much to it i i don't I, like i could go on and on about how things that have influenced me to kind of get to this point but i um i don't 
I don't want to bore you with the list of things. So that's the core of it. Okay, thank you. And uh, I think why relationships can be uh, complex is because two things are involved in how I see it. It's this uh, sameness. We need to understand that in a relationship we all are humans, right? So independently of our gender, we have our fears, we have our insecurities, we have our survival patterns, everything. And we need to, uh, to acknowledge it in each other so that we can create this connection for each other. But it's not enough, right? Because whether we want it or not, we perceive life differently. And for uh, relationships, we need as well this uh, polarity, what you mentioned, these differences and how we can navigate in this world of uh, polarity. Because I think it's it's um, challenging in today's world. Uh, like me being a woman, it's uh, like, what does it mean today to be a woman, right? Because, uh, yeah, I have my business and I need to be a lot in my masculine energy and this is important to me. This is important to me to, uh, yeah, to, to be able to hold this uh, space for myself, to be in integrity with myself, right, to, to cultivate this masculine energy inside of me. But then the problem is that I bring it into my relationship. And I think this is what um, what kills the relationship, right? Because if you want to create this uh, uh, polarity, it's not what is required, right? So uh, maybe we can start with this question uh, because I know that you are really... Um, diving deep into this topic of polarity, right? Yes. So, um, what is your point of view on uh, what is the easiest way where we can start uh, from to create this polarity in our relationships and how we can um, create this artfully, right? We still need our masculine and feminine uh, energy and approaches to life, but how then we can uh, drop it and come back to our essence in relationship? Yeah. And you're saying in terms of you're saying both men and women, you're speaking specifically to the feminine experience or both. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love this. Uh, this is, this is definitely my favorite part of what I do. Um, because in all, and I'll, and I'll, I'll kind of preface this with the fact that um, how we show up in a relationship is, is a reflection of how we show up in the rest of the world. So how we understand this dynamic is, is like core to our entire experience and others' experience of us. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to uh, just to kind of paraphrase back to you what your question is. You want to know how given how everybody, men and women both, are, are kind of pulled into to polarities that prevent them from really experiencing that desired polarity they want to have in a relationship. Um, and how to kind of work with what we have in our very busy, hectic lives that pull us out of the desired experience we want to have, um, how to live more fully in that. Yes. And it's to be more concrete is like, okay, I'm working on my businesses, right? And if I'm going back to my partner, how I can drop into my feminine 
right? So how I can, because if I come back with all my masculine approaches to business and everything, it's cool, but it's not what creates this desire between us. And so what is required from me, how I can drop here and how he can support me to be my feminine and how I can support him to be in his masculine essence. Yeah, it's such a tricky thing. So um, we, the more we practice something, the more we embody that experience, right? So for a woman, and there are a lot of women that do this. It's just what they've cultivated as a result of having to work, having to build businesses, being CEOs, um, running their own businesses. That is one of the most masculine things that you can do, quite literally. So you, you very masculinize yourself in going into those industries, those experiences. Um, so it becomes harder to pull yourself out of it because that's your daily experience. Mm-hmm. For women who uh, are great at dropping into embodying what a feminine is that really pulls their a man toward them, it's pretty much all they focus on is is just being the feminine experience. They're playful. They're 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 random. They're they're the embodiment of sexual, sensual, and sexuality, um, and that is their focus. Um, so what I've learned is really you have to be not only willing, but available to do the practices that allow you to drop into that embodiment experience within your body. So in the, in the places that I've learned, the teachers that, teachers that I've learned from, um, the women will actually tell you, the leading, the women who teach the programs and things that I've participated in would teach you actually active practices that you can take home to embody movement um, to to access your own emotions and really live with inside your body. What emotions coming up from one moment to the next? How can I how can I speak to my man in a way that's not not as you said coaching him, but mm-hmm. in a way that communicates my my heart's desire? So what, you know somehow you're expressing it through your sadness, the fact that he's not showing up. You're longing for him to be there. You're not expressing it through words. You're expressing it through your body's language and the emotion in your voice. Um, and the only real, really way to really get the fullness within your body of that is to have your movement practices and your practices that get you into your body, your body's full experience of emotion. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, what you want to say, it's not uh, verbalizing, but just to express it through, uh, through physical bodies, through, through emotions, through movement, correct. not communicating. Yeah. Yeah. So men, and I, and I will tell you, um, from personal experience from being a man my whole life. Um, (laughs) I I respond, the the women that get the greatest amount of like, there's a natural response that I have within me, energetically speaking, that I feel myself pulled and automatically drawn to a woman that will, that has that immediate access to herself more quickly than I will a woman that's in her, her leadership role, her coaching role. I, I don't feel the, the same goal. It's just an automatic, I'm drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to quickly elaborate on the man side of things, um, the piece that a lot of men are missing is that as a result of women having been so empowered in their positions of, of authority and leadership and such and business, men have kind of lost a sense of what it means to really be in that role. And so the piece that men often 
and uh, missing and need to cultivate within themselves to embody that is how to embody leadership, um, how to embody presence, how to be um, separate themselves from and a kind of an emotional reactivity to the feminine experience. Because the more emotional she is, there's beauty in that, but there's also intensity. So a man, if he's not capable of fully being present within that woman's intensity and fullest expression, he's going to freak out, right? Yeah. So his practice then is to really, through things like you know meditation and being really having the ability to, to remain present through the intensity, through the craziness of life, and show up stable and unwavering that allows her to feel more uh, able to embody that experience herself. Mm, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's what I feel like we are missing in man. It's what you mentioned this presence, because if I uh, come back home, let's make an example and I want to be in my feminine and then I look at him and he's checking his phone or he's watching TV, whatever he is doing, I get discouraged, you know, <laughs> I get discouraged to be in my feminine and I want to like, no, I'm not up for, up for it. So I think it's need to be from both sides, this understanding how, how we can be in this, uh, in this essence, how we can support each other to be in this uh, essence. And yeah, go ahead. No, as I, I just wanted to give you a chance to speak. If there's if there's a, a specific question on that, I'm happy to answer. I just wanted to make sure that you were saying mm -hmm. what you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my next question, which is related to that one, is uh, um, about growth, right? So we want to encourage each other to grow because if uh, and for me uh, growth and personal development is super important and if I want my partner to grow as well right also I can't expect it from him how I can encourage him in this way so that I don't show up as a teacher I don't show up as a mother I don't show up as a coach but encourage him in my let's put it that way feminine essence uh, approach Okay. So, um, there's a, there's a part that I'm hearing in the question that you're asking, you know, just for my own clarity, um, that you, I'm hearing that there's actually a part that, that where you feel like you, you your request isn't going to be answered. Uh, no, it's more from the terms of polarity. I think uh, if we want to encourage each other to grow, meaning like if I come to my partner and ask, oh, maybe you need to read that book, maybe you need to go and work with this uh, coach or whoever, maybe you need to do that. I believe from my experience and uh, how I see it, it can be perceived like, okay, you're becoming a teacher for me. Yeah. And eventually it can kill this polarity because yes. I don't want to be your teacher. I don't want you to be your mother. I just want to be your lover. So, but still, if I see that he's getting off somewhere or if I see that he can grow, if I see that he has much more potential than what he's showing today in the world, of course, I want to encourage him to grow. So how can I do it in this uh, artful way? Not showing up as a coach, but still... Uh, encouraging him yeah 
So um, I worked with a woman um, who who got really locked in this place. And, and to be honest with you, it's it's a very common place for women to get confused in, mm. um, especially women who have a tendency to be in a more masculine role throughout their daily life. Yeah. Because in going back to what I had said in my previous in answer to your previous question, the way that the masculine in men responds to women is through women embodying the feminine experience, which again goes back to movement and emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you're, for example, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for you directly, but a lot of women in coming from a place of wanting to coach they're in their heads, like I see this thing. If I just tell him, you know, he should be able to get it. Why isn't he getting it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with this guy? I, I'm just, I'm telling him, why doesn't he get it? You know, so, (laughs) yeah, right. And if we go back to, if you want to provoke within a man, his masculine essence, if it's within there, if he, if he has access to it, assuming he has access to it, if you want to provoke that within him, you have to approach him from your feminine embodiment, emotion, movement. That is the core of what the masculine responds to. So speaking to him without being in your body is going to get you nowhere. If, if your words have evocative emotions to them, you will get more of a response of what you need. So um, never from up here explaining, but fully from down in your body, your heart. And uh, even a lot of the teachers that I speak to, they would refer to as really accessing the energy of your yoni, you know, your heart yoni energy and speaking from that place. Okay. Um, does that answer your question? Do you want me to elaborate on that? Yes, yeah, it does. It does. It's like it's still uh, encouraging breath from a from a different place. Yeah, from a place of connecting it with emotion, so that he can get it. Because it's true. Sometimes you you're talking about something, but you feel like he does not get it. Yeah, right. and uh, I want just to make uh, for the audience because uh, I don't know if everybody knows exactly about all this feminine and masculine energy, right? Yeah, sure. I want to make a, to make a step back just to explain that uh, we all have feminine, and I invite you to add it as well. We all have feminine and masculine energy inside of ourselves, uh, independently of gender, right? And we need both of them, and uh, eventually we need this. Um, wholeness in the marriage of masculine and feminine energy but then when it comes to the relationship uh, most men not all of them they tend to be in their masculine energy and women in their feminine energy right and it goes not only for heterosexual couples but for all kind of couples right one needs to relax into his uh, uh, masculine and um, relax his masculine and uh, offer his um, feminine and uh, one needs to relax into his feminine and offer his uh, masculine, right? So this is uh, what I wanted to add and this is what we need basically for creating this polarity and desire. Yes. Um, yeah, so everything I've spent uh, the last three years working around is, is directly related to polarity. And, and when I first went into it, um, trying to, to embody what the masculine was, was, was what my initial approach. Um, you know, because I learned from David data, a lot of work directly from David data. And 
his primary approach is to teach men how embody how to embody masculine and teach women how to embody feminine. But in today's roles, there are so many ways that they're opposites, like men are embodying the feminine and women are embodying the masculine, and they create polarity in that way. Or um, more often the case, men and women both embody a blend of both of those experiences. And what I find, and I just want to be clear, just to add this also onto it, a lot of people get triggered and charged by the words masculine and feminine. They, you know, a lot of people get offended or uh, just misinterpret it. Um, to be absolutely clear, the way that I approach this and the way that my teachers approach this is, is with understanding that we all have the capacity to have um, energies or kind of qualities or experiences that may be defined as feminine or may be defined as masculine. Um, so I, I definitely don't want it to, to be like, okay, well, just women have the feminine experience or just men. We all have all of them and to varying degrees. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we can play around that, right? It's not necessarily that even in my relationship uh, around uh, my partner, I will be all the time in my uh, feminine. I can be in my masculine and we can play with that, which creates... Uh, yeah, <laughs> some art around that. Absolutely, there's there there is um, that's the beauty of it, and 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 the, the people that I worked with just this year, and I told you this um, when we talked earlier. They mm -hmm. talked of what they coined the term energetic agility, which is where you 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 blend so well with each other that you can move in and out of each other's polarity. Um, a man might be in a feminine while a man, woman is in the masculine and you create polarity in that way, but then you move back and the man is in the masculine, the woman is in the feminine and the polarity remains. It's just in order to create that, you have to have not only a very uh, keen awareness of when you're moving in and out of those, holes, but how to respond to that when it happens for sure. But it's beautiful when it does. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, my next question is related to the previous one about encouraging growth. Um, I know he has something inside of him, right? And uh, maybe not even how I can encourage, but what needs to be done? Is it the job of the man to go and see other uh, men who are in integrity or is it my job to point in at something, right? Because I have this, I feel unsafe. If I know that something is going on, I feel unsafe. What then I need to do when I feel unsafe around okay. here? All right. Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, like super good question. Um, because a woman feeling unsafe is a very, very common experience. Um, it's, it's the very thing that Paul causes her to desire to withdraw her heart. Right. Um, my heart is open to you. As soon as you do the slightest thing that is not aware of the fact that you just weren't paying attention to my heart, I want to close it and pull back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and this happens more often with women than it does with men. And, and this, the, tr this is, this, so it's tricky. It's a super good question, but it's also tricky because there is a, this is where conscious relating relationship really starts to step in, right? Um, it's where men and women both have to really truly have cultivated an awareness within themselves of when they're doing things that are impacting their partner 
and, and how those impacts are, are affecting them. So, and it also requires us to be, how are, how are we showing up in a way that is, it is it, as you, you would call it, unconditional? I would, I would call it like just being fully aware of your open heart and, and keeping it open at all times, right? Because un, un, unconditional, there's a lot, there's a perception that unconditional love is like something that we're, is external. Whereas in if we're if we're saying that we are choosing to leave our hearts open, then unconditional love happens just automatically, right? Mm-hmm. So um, men in this place that you're describing have a tendency to not be fully aware of a woman's experience emotionally and energetically, not anywhere near to the precision that she has around feeling the subtlest changes, right? Would, yeah. you, would, you, would you say that's true for you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. 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 So, so you're feeling all sorts of things. You're like, I've, I felt this, I felt his closure. I felt his emotion through the way he said something. I see the look in his eyes and I know what that means. And, you know, I know he wasn't paying attention when I, when I told him whatever, um, so you're feeling all of these things, especially in your partner and you're super keen to him. Meanwhile, he's like, He's just dense. So, <laughs> so I was this way. Like I, I was, I was this way. So it took me a lot of time to really practice and being failed relationships, being reading books and going to workshops and, and, and really diving deeply into um, understanding what the feminine experience is to not be blindsided by a woman's emotions. And, and just be ignorant to them. So to a degree, a man has to be willing and available and receptive to understand the feminine experience. He has to be. If he's close to that and she wants him to be responsive um, to the subtleties, the nuance of how she's expressing herself, um, if, if she wants to have that experience, he must be ready for it. Um, and But the trick is, at the same time, the beauty of the feminine expression is that she has the capacity to wake the masculine up in a man, right? So if she's not sitting back waiting and, and her nature is to, is to like, I'm, I'm expressing this love. You're not paying any attention to me. You can't hear me. You can't feel me. I'm, nope, I'm closing, you know? But if she is being truly conscious in how, she, how she's approaching and interacting with men, She's going to choose to leave her heart open, regardless of how unsafe she feels. She's going to let her heart energy penetrate that, that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is her conscious practice to allow that love to exist, regardless of how much she wants to close down. And in her loving expression, it can come across as her, if her love is in anger, if her love is in sadness and hurt, if her love is in joy and excitement, it doesn't matter how that love expresses itself as long as it's coming from the core of her heart and it's being expressed that way instead of closing off. As soon as you close off, you're speaking from a different language and it, and it comes across as hurtful to him, right? Heart open, expressing your feminine experience of whatever that emotion is, let it come through your body, let it come through your voice so that he can experience what's happening for you and that is an opportunity for him to wake up. Yeah. And in his waking up, He'll have greater access to the masculine in him that is that has an awareness of how he needs to respond in that moment. 
But yeah. of course, above all, it requires him to be willing and available for that. Mm. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I love it. And I think it's one of the hardest things to keep your heart open uh, when you want to close, when you feel hurt, when you feel something is off, is one of the hardest things. Yeah. And I think it's uh, it's what I have learned it once again is just through uh, practices, through yoga practices that you can learn how to do it right uh just to to keep to keep it open and uh, not to close at the moment when you want to to close it the most yeah and uh um it's what i have heard as well and uh, i want you to validate that like for men it's uh, uh challenging maybe to perceive to receive the emotion of the woman because their bodies are denser biologically than the one of the woman so that's why uh, if a woman needs to express something, she needs to express it more in a more vivid way, right? So that he can get it. In a more what way? A vivid, like more uh, double it, like what she wants to express. I, I would go so far as to say as raw. Raw. Raw emotion. Like that is who she is. She, that's, she's unapologetic in her expression of her emotions. Okay. And her body's language. That is the most powerful way for a woman to, to live. Unapologetically expressive in her, in her body's expression. Okay. Um, and, and was there, like, I don't, I don't want to miss the question in there. I think there was a question. There was something I was going to say to you, and I kind of glossed over it, but I want to make sure I'm answering a question if there was one in there. Uh. No, I think you covered it pretty well, this question, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. So um, the piece around, uh, you said that it's really hard for a woman to keep her heart open. Yeah. And, yeah. That's a big, absolutely. Um, it's actually, interestingly enough, um, here's what I was going to say. So in all honesty, both men and women need to, in, in conscious relating, what, what our biggest practice is, is both of us keeping our hearts open, right? Because both of us are going to be going through this process of, and, and I loved it. This is one of my favorite teachings from David Data. So we are either opening or we're closing. And all sorts of things can influence how we open and how we close. But our, our greatest, greatest practice is learning how to remain open, open-hearted under any and all conditions. Because we're, there are many things that are going to make us want to close, both men and women. Um, and personally, I work with a, I also work with a coach one-on-one, a woman coach who is exceptional at teaching others how to have, keep an open heart um, and, and, and embody the experience of, of being receptive and, um, and available to others so that they can have a similar experience and not, not requiring people to show up before you do, um, not requiring others to have an open heart before you do. Um, and, and, and um, there's definitely a practice there, but a lot of it comes from being in relationship in a way that allows you to experience the safety that allows you to feel within your body that you can be at, at all times. Mm. Okay. And uh, can you give one practical advice? If you can here, like you, you were walking with you, how to keep the heart open, something simple for, for the audience just to, just to know. A practice? Yes, 
or maybe there is an exercise that uh, somebody can apply. Uh... Um, the practice that I've had the most is ex is learning myself, knowing myself very intimately, mm -hmm. um, not 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 allowing myself to fall into the belief that society thinks that you know where it's a. For me personally, I would say, you know, my own masculinity, if I, if I followed the crowds, I would never have touched anything related to relationships, related to intimacy, related to the exploration of sex. Like I would have totally avoided those things because according to my male culture, it's you're gay or, you know, you're, there's just something wrong with you because that's not a dude thing to do. I chose to do it anyway. And so on my, my end of things, I explored what i what i cared about what i needed what i loved um and i did it without apologizing for it um and the more i dug into the more i into, the more i got to know myself more personally the more i was able to find within myself a comfort to just be who i chose to be um and that's at the core of it so i mean i would say really get to know yourself um man or woman get to know yourself know what what makes you you know what drives you what you're passionate about what you truly are feeling from one moment to the next what emotion are you having right in this very second what is it and why aren't you expressing it <laughs> you know get to know yourself um that will and and get to know yourself particularly in relationship to others one of the greatest uh you know i i think I, what i didn't say you asked me what my message was in the beginning and i realized i didn't say it i would say that knowing ourselves through loving others is our greatest work. Mm. So we can do tons of work by ourselves. We can read the books and we can do the practices from the doctors and the, and the well-known people. But until we are in relationship where every single day and every single moment we're around them, they're reflecting back to us how we're showing up and they're triggering us and we're wanting to close. We're wanting to you know, shut them down or want to tell them to stop or shut up or whatever's happening for us. It's those moments that we're reading reflected back how we're showing up. And that's where we have the best opportunities to grow. And if we're approaching relationship and interacting with people from a place of understanding that knowing ourselves through loving them is our greatest work, that's when we'll learn how to keep our heart opens to truly love them beyond whatever our personal experience is. Mm, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's uh, relationship is your fastest track to grow, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And to get triggered, and that's why a lot of people they just confuse this uh, oh, romanticized uh, soulmate, right? Who is my soulmate? Yes. Like I will be happily ever after, and he she will understand me all the time, and it will be peace and love, and yeah. Right. For me, soulmate is, first of all, is somebody who triggers you because he wants you to grow, he or she wants you to grow, yeah. Yes, I totally agree. They're, they're like one of my favorite things that I look for in relationship um, is a woman, a partner, a woman who is who is ready and available to to tell me how I'm not showing up for her in some way, you know, through through whatever expression that, that causes me to, to receive that in a way that I, I can search for within me how to transcend that experience mm. I, I, I want that i want that for my one yeah yeah wonderful and uh, my next question will be around uh, freedom and uh, 
love connection. It feels like for somebody who is in his masculine uh, essence, for men, let's put it that way, freedom is a very important thing, while for uh, women it is love and connection. And it feels like um, men want more freedom all the time, and there is this myth that when I will get somewhere, when I will have uh, my business working, when I will have uh, that type of, I don't know, relationship or intimacy, or when I have, will have that amount of money, I will be free, right? It's constantly chasing freedom. For women, it's constantly chasing love and connection. It's never enough. And I know for myself, this is a perception, like I want more, I want more. But uh, both of them are myths right but it still feels like we are women are chasing one thing uh, men are chasing another thing right and it creates um uh i don't know how to name sometimes unhealthy dynamic let's put it that way between men and women right and uh, my question for you is how we can uh, reconcile these differences um how we can find this, uh, I don't know, uh, not solution. I don't want to put it as a solution because I believe maybe there is no solution there, but how we can really get each other that I need that, I need that, but still we can find this uh, middle point where we can create something beautiful together. Is it clear? What was the last part? Is it clear, the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um absolutely um so um there is a there is no way to transcend that experience <laughs> I'm sorry, let me let me rephrase that. There's no way to escape that experience. Mm. Our, 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 uh, in, in our conscious awareness and our conscious relating, we are choosing to transcend it. Um, just like I kind of addressed in the previous questions, um, we have a responsibility. And when we're when we're choosing to be conscious in our relationships and relating, um, we are aware of our body's experience, our desire to react or be triggered by something, um, whatever's happening in our, in our mind-body experience, thoughts that, that we're having or judgments or beliefs or body-emotion experiences. We haven't, we haven't, they're endless. They're always there. Mm. And, and, if, and if we don't know how to deal with them very well, they're going to show up in big ways in relationship, big ways. So the people who are more conscious and relating are having this body, mind, body experience every single second of their waking hour, every second. But what they're doing is they're experiencing it and then they're choosing otherwise. They're yeah. like, they have this awareness of like, I feel this thing in my body, my body, you know, for men, it's like, I feel this thing. She wants me right here and she's craving this. And my body is telling me, and I need to get the f out of here, uh, you know? Like, I really want to go. Um, <laughs> the choice of the man in that moment is to feel that urge and to choose 
to leave his heart open, be present for his woman. And the woman's responsibility is to not impose the restriction, the limitation of requiring him to be present, but expressing her longing. So her transcendence is not, you need to be present for me, but I really crave you to be here for me. Mm. Right? You understand the difference? Yeah, it's not the need and not from the blade of like instruction, right? But it's from the blade, it's it's my craving. It's it's what I deeply desire, but it's not like you have to do it. Right. So I heard it expressed once. Um, it's basically the difference between yearning. Wait, I think I told you longing. But I, I think what I was saying is the difference between yearning and longing. This is this is a, a feminine practice. Is if I think I think one of my teachers put it as if the longing comes from a place of a sort of expectation for an outcome, right? The yearning is your body's actual expression being vulnerable enough and, and in a place of being willing enough to be so vulnerable that you are letting him feel and experience your body's emotions without making it mandatory that he say, I need you. I want you. I crave you. I need you here now. Where are you? Show up, please. And then giving him the choice to show up for you. You understand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? I want to make sure. That yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And if you if just do not, just let it go. <laughs> Show it again. Right. Exactly. And that's that's exactly the thing. That's the challenge. And that's the beautiful thing about the woman's expression. She's the core of the energy and emotion of the relationship. If we're talking about polarity and a man uh, and, and polarity where a man is in his masculine and a woman is her feminine. She is the core of the energy and the embodiment of emotion of that entire relationship. She is the reason that exists. So a man's responsibility, masculine man in polarity, would be to really show up in a way that he lets her be all of that fully. He encourages her to show up and be that fully. But he separates himself from the initial reaction that he's going to want to bolt and she separates herself from the initial reaction that he's supposed to be present. And it's going to be this endless thing where we're both feeling that, no, I want to express my need. You need to be here. No, I want to leave. And you're both in every single moment choosing to transcend that and choose choose the more conscious of the decisions in that moment. Mm. And, and honestly, the more conscious and consciously aware you are of that experience, the more deep the polarizing experience is, the more beautiful it can be. Okay, wonderful. So it's all practice. I don't think you can really get it straight away, but it's it just practicing, practicing, and practicing, and see the feedback of another, and then uh, practicing again. Yeah, in my what I what I had the advantage of over the course of the last three years is is putting myself when I put myself into these workshops and such that I did coaching and receiving i was working directly with people who were willing to tell me in a very loving and respectful way how i was showing up in every single moment mm. how am i showing up now scale one to ten three oh crap okay how about now four okay so you know it's like in each moment you know sometimes i would have i would have experiences where women would be crying in my presence because i was so present for them other times i needed to do more 
and I needed to do something that she could feel me more present. Um, and I was basically, I was finding ways of being micro attuned to a woman's, how a woman was responding to me and how I was causing her to, to feel things I was causing her to feel. Um, and it, and, and the more I did that, the more precisely attuned I was to women's experience of life. So absolutely. It's the best opportunity is not just in a relationship, but in a relationship where you're guided through, um, particularly from other people who can see from the outside how you're showing up and, and coach you through it. Um, but absolutely getting feedback in a, in a loving um, and open way from a partner. Mm. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And uh, where communication, like verbal communication, have the play there, right? Because... Uh, um, I love it from the physical body, like expressing emotionally, but uh, how they two work together, communicating and expressing through the body. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so there's... Um, both partners... Um, I think it's necessary for both partners to be available for both of those experiences, right? So um, in order for your partner to really grasp, understand well what it is that you're, that you're doing mm -hmm. uh, or wanting to experience, there are going to be times where you're going to have to explain it. Um, and and in, all, in all honesty, like, so... The tricky thing in this one is that men often feel as though a woman is trying to take the lead in the relationship. So their body's experience of it is like, no, I, you don't get to lead. This is, I'm the leader of this relationship. It's just as natural, I believe, a, a natural response for a man to have when he receives direction from a woman. So it can easily, when, when she's trying to help explain things to him, a lot of times a man can drop into a place of, of kind of closing off being like, no, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I've got, I know how to do things. You don't need to explain it to me. So it's really important for a man to be available for a woman to explain and describe her experience and describe what she wants without attaching his desire to take over and, and shut her down. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, that is an important piece. Um, so he, Again, just like one of the previous questions I answered, he has to be available. He has to be available and he has to be willing, just like a woman does. Um, because in a lot of cases, a woman might have a similar experience because she may want to control the direction of the relationship. Like, I, this is what I want to feel. I already told you that I wanted to feel this. I want it my way. So we're both pulling in different directions and how an experience that we want to have. And we're both having unique experiences in the relationship. There are going to be many times where we're behaving in a way where we think our partner's going to respond to us the way we'd like. And then they they just, they totally don't even get it or they interpret it differently. Um, because in their world, what you just did was, I don't know, insulting or weird, you know? Um, but that's where we need to throw in the refinements and like, okay, well, this isn't what I meant. And what I was hoping to get from you is da da da. Mm -hmm. um, and and, 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 and that's where both partners have to really be consciously aware of, of the fact that what you're doing is you're trying to, in relationship, to get the most satisfying and fulfilling 
and even deeply polarizing passionate relationship is is you're really do, taking the time to understand each other as deeply and and precisely as you can you're not you're not putting limitations on who they are who they're who you want them to be or restrictions on how they're allowed to show up not not the man not the woman neither one of you can do that so it's in your ability to request something from somebody and have them be open and have them be available for what you personally need to experience and have them be willing to adjust for you. That's a necessary piece because that's your experience of love, right? If I'm, if I'm, if, if I'm um, loving my partner strictly from a place of how I experience love, she's not going to experience love for me. She's going to experience bits and pieces, but she's going to know that I'm just being selfish and it's all about me. Mm. But if I'm requesting from her things that I need and I'm also available to her requests for me, well, then we have something to build off of. Um, so definitely explaining things, you know, in a healthy way and being both partners being available to that experience. Absolutely, absolutely crucial, necessary. And either partner that's closed down from that is going to limit the relationship and damage the relationship as a result. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I mean, the ultimate goal, if you're trying to create polarity is not just going into a relationship and, and feeling that experience of polarity. You're like, Oh my God, I want that person in my life right now. <laughs> um, because I feel this charge, but it's, it's that wanting and desiring that charge, but bringing it into conscious relationship where you can cultivate having that prolonging it and being available for the communication that allows you to, to continue having it. Yeah. Because it can't be sustainable if you just bring church. It will. Uh, you need to put something on top of that. It's what you explained. This conscious approach of being available for each other and of yes. giving. I think it's giving constantly feedback for each other is very important as well. But giving it and receiving not from the place of oh I'm doing something wrong you trigger me, but from the place of uh, okay so this is. This is how you perceived it. This is what I need. Let me let me grow. Let me improve something. And I think it it requires something from both partners to be in this place of complete openness and willingness to receive this feedback. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's the daily challenge is is to to remain open throughout the relationship for the sake of love. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. And uh, my another question is, uh, what what you would like women to know about a man, uh, about the masculine world? Right. Oh, actually, I wrote this down, and I, I I want to. Yeah. Um, um, there are many men who would wake up if you focused on being a living embodiment and therefore an unapologetically feminine being that deep within you you crave to be. Become more of who you are at your core. You can wait forever for men to wake up on their own through spending decades working on themselves to become conscious enough and fine-tuned enough to their own energy and emotions that they can feel into you first in order to give you permission to live as your fullest expression, or you can become your fullest expression unapologetically and wake up the world with your own gorgeous goddess energy first. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So women encourage men <laughs> through their goddess essence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I've met a lot of women who I can feel and just walking past them that they did, they really want to be 
that fullest expression that I know they have within them. And what I've discovered along, especially along the last three years, is that a lot of women believe that they need a man's permission to be that. Mm. You know? Uh, a lot of women are waiting for to for a man to show up in their lives to say, yes, I want to experience you. Please be all of this. But in reality, it's their being all of that that attracts the man, the partner that they want to experience in life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need somebody to start expressing it. You can express it with different men in your life without exactly. having a relationship. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there, there doesn't need to be an end or a particular end to how, how or when you express. It doesn't have to be a particular timing. It doesn't have to be a particular person. You just be the full embodiment of that fullness energy that you are at any given time. Let everybody in this world feel your emotions because it's powerful, because it's evocative, because it's provoking to, to help men in the world around you become better. Yeah, 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 beautiful. And... Um... My, I think it will be last question before the last, last, the personal to you uh, about unconditional love. I believe in today's world, lots of people are just uh, misusing this word. I'm all for unconditional love, but I think sometimes we start hiding behind this concept when it comes to the relationship, right? So it's like, Uh, I can give you my unconditional love, but if you cross my uh, healthy boundaries or agreement that we built in the relationship, I don't think it's anymore about unconditional love. I mean, I'm still gonna maybe love you at the soul level, but it doesn't mean that I need to accept what you're doing and still loving you, right? Because then that means that it will be the end of uh, the love towards myself. So uh, what is your experience with that? And uh, uh, do you believe that relationships are unconditional and how we can navigate this unconditional love in relationship? All right. So beautiful question again. Um, and I will say clearly that I love all of your questions, by the way. Um, yeah, I think they're great. I really do. I, I love answering them. I love hearing you ask them. Um, because I think they're really great and provocative. Um, so, let's 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 say what unconditional love is. Um, I actually wrote a post today around how um, limitless love is uh, an experience that children have when they're first born. They don't have any judgments. They don't have any filters. They are just simply the expression of love. Yeah. Um, uncon that is unconditional love. That, that child that just got born has no idea how to not love you, doesn't have any clue, doesn't even know that something other than love exists or the expression from that, that child's body exists of love, mm -hmm. anything else. So... I believe that that is at our core who we are. Um, so I believe that unconditional love is that expression of that core of who we are as, uh, as just at our, at our core, that is our, who we are as existence. That is our expression. We get rid of all the, the judgments that we've, um, the layers of who we think we are, the judgments of that we've, we've, we've picked up in childhood or growing up or from our partners thinking that we're too much or um, 
whatever, like all these judgments, perceptions of who we are, we believe them. We have these beliefs in our mind of who we are and how we get love and what we need. And, and when we get rid of all of that and we, we, we analyze, I mean, and I say analyze because that's unfortunately the experience that you have to go through to see what's happening with you, but you really have to be willing to look at yourself and kind of see how you're showing up in this world. Okay, well, this is, that's not true. I was believing that and that's been screwing up every relationship I have, or that's not true because I can't, I can be successful and I'm look at how much money I'm making. And, you know, get rid of all of these beliefs and dig down into the core of what's causing them, get rid of them, transcend them, um, allow yourself to see the truth of what, what of reality, um, beyond all of your layers of beliefs. And when you get down to that, um, then you will find the core of who you are and you will be living from that place that is that childlike existence. And I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect experience. There's still going to be places where you're going to, you're going to find yourself pulled into the old belief systems or be triggered by people or all of that. That's the human experience. You're going to have pain. You're going to be sad. You're going to hurt. You're going to love. You're going to be excited. All of this is the human experience, but but it's when we attach ourselves to those experiences that we create an alternate reality that is not true to true reality itself existence. So the more we uncover all ourselves ourselves from all these layers that we've self-imposed, the more we can be that expression of love. So unconditional love isn't just something we do in relationship to our partner. Unconditional love isn't uh, is is it's a way of being, you know. It is it is. I'm not I'm not requiring you or anybody else in my life or anybody else outside of my life to be anything. I'm accepting them as they are, and I'm taking full responsibility of how I'm showing up in every single moment in every single relationship. And I and I'm choosing to show up in that way from my core, unobstructed from any misinterpretations of reality. Does that does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, it, it does. It answers this part of unconditional love. But what I wanted to go more deeply maybe is uh, when I'm starting being in relationship, yeah, unconditional love for me, I don't need you to satisfy any conditions so that I start love you, right? But uh, And maybe I'm more talking about the boundaries, than unconditional love in this case because um, what I see it's a little bit let's talk about infidelity right so I'm in a relationship with somebody and infidelity takes place and uh, it's hurting me it's uh, uh, it's crossing my boundaries of respect whatever it is right I don't want to experience it in relationships and it's okay if it maybe happens one, whatever it is, but then if the person continuously doing it and explaining it from the place of whatever, like he was missing something, security, I think lots of people, not lots of, but it's it's what I have seen, experienced it, like, okay, if it's unconditional love, I still need to love you, right? I still need to accept you for whoever it, you are. But for me... In relationship, there needs to be agreements, boundaries, maybe even set up that if you cross this, that maybe it will be the end of our relationship. It 
the end of uh, my love towards you. At the soul level, I will still be loving you and accepting you as who you are, it's your journey, but I will not tolerate it any longer. You see what I mean? Yes. Yeah, that's a di- that's definitely a different question. So, um, you, and you want to know, you want to have a response specifically around that sort of experience? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, so, good question. Um, I think that this is, I mean, I've seen this actually occur with both men and women, interestingly enough. Um, women who don't understand that boundary and men as well. And, and honestly, it's the interesting thing that I've noticed is that it comes out in typically in ways where the man being the man or woman being cheated on. Um, I'm sorry, the man or woman that's cheating is does not ex- feel they are receiving love the way they need to. Um, and the way that that shows up is typically in their, the person who's cheating is terrified of one of two, two things or both. And that is, that is being crazy, crazy vulnerable with this person. Um, or just being willing to verbalize what their needs are. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think it's come down again of how we can be open in being vulnerable and really communicating what we need. Yeah, because what, what, what happens is that the desire to cheat comes from, I'm, I'm not getting... I'm not, I don't feel fulfilled in my relationship. I love this person dearly. I want to experience love with them. Somehow I don't feel like I can get it. I'm terrified they're going to hurt me again, or they're not just going to hear that quiet voice in me that's craving to, to share my, my, my heart with them, or I need them to hear that in order for me to open. Whatever the case, I don't feel like I can get fulfillment from the relationship. And so I'm staying with them. I want to experience love with them, but I know that that temporary experience of cheating is going to give me that rush of love Mm. that I need to feel fulfilled. But I love this person, but I need to have that temporary rush of love. But I love this person. It's just this ongoing, endless thing until that person that's cheating has decided consciously, I need to open my heart to my partner Mm. because that's what I'm terrified of doing right now. I need to be clear with my partner what I need or I need to leave. Yeah. And and on the side of the person who's being cheated on, I want to be I want to be absolutely clear that is it is absolutely necessary for the man or woman who who is being cheated on to also be clear where their boundaries are and what they will not put up with. Yeah. So like there's no if there is a hard line. There's like this is what I'm allowing to accept. I love you. I absolutely love you. That level will not stop. It won't ever stop for you. As long as you are doing this, I can't be with you. Um, I've got to go. So there's a choice that both partners have to be willing to make uh, or one over the other. You know, um, I think a lot of times that partners get into that position, it's they're terrified of hurting the other partner. So whether you're cheating or being cheated on, you're afraid of hurting your partner. Like if I leave, I'm going to hurt them. Uh, 
but the reality is that one or both of you has to come to the conclusion and make the decision that you need to be clear where the boundaries lie and say, I'm done. If this, if this keeps happening, I'm done. Period. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I agree with that. And uh, infidelity is another whole big topic. So maybe we will not go into the too much details of that. Uh, and uh, we have been going for more than one hour. So um, I want to ask you last question. Yeah, sure. Can you please tell one to three uh, teachers or books which had the big impact on uh, on your journey? Yeah. Um, so um, David Data. Uh, the Way of the Superior Man, um, exceptional book. Um, Dr. John Gottman. Um, I don't. Do you know who that is? The second one? No, I don't know. Dr. John Gottman is actually a world-renowned uh, doctor who um, specializes in um, research around love, mm. uh, long-lasting relationships. Um, so he actually has, he does research literally on partners who have long-lasting successful relationships and what allows them to stay together. Um, he's written a ton of books and they're all incredibly accurate. Um, what uh, One book that I can mention from him is What Makes Love Last. What Makes Love Last. Is that what it is? I, um, I think that's it. Hang on. We will leave, I will leave then... Uh in comments for for people watching so yeah what makes love last excellent book by john uh, dr john gottman um and so um that's that book particularly is about how easy it is for for people to, both men and women to feel betrayed um and how subtle ways men and women both have a tendency to miss each other's what he'll refer to as bids for connection. So the subtle ways that we, we actually crave and desire for our partner to respond to us in, in moments where we're being vulnerable and they don't see it and our partner misses it and those are missed opportunities. And the more they happen, the more that resentment and betrayal builds up. Mm. So it's super important for us to not miss those points and to be very attentive to them. Um, that's what his book writes about. Uh, but he's got several others that are really great. Um, the Way of the Superior Man is a great perspective for men to look at, but I've also heard a lot of women read it and be just blown away by it. Um, that was the first book of, one of the first books of several that got me deep into this work. Yeah. Up, you, you're waiting for me to, you look down, is there, or do you need to go like right now? No, 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 I was just, <laughs> something was, no, no, I don't need to continue yet. Okay. Um, and I would say the one other person, um, or let's see, um, gosh, narrow it down to three. Um, can I use two more? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the, the yoga of intimacy, um, if you're really truly looking to do deep work, um, like this sort of polarity and relationship work, the yoga of intimacy, Justin Patrick Pearson, London Angel Winters, they, they lead some incredible stuff that is 
around David Data's work, but their own unique uh, perspective. And um, Antisa Jensen, she's my personal coach. Um, I work directly with her. She's one of the most profound women people I've ever known. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. As far as other books, um, there's there's nothing else that's coming to mind. Um, I've read a ton, but I'm like, as far as... I'll say one more that I actually personally like that would be directed toward men. I haven't read it. I've read a lot of books that were geared toward women, but none that really I felt hit the mark with things that I'm currently missing for a lot of men. I'd say it's, it's the open her by Karen Brody. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Um, she sells that book through Amazon. That was actually, that was actually the book that started me in the direction of learning about David Data's work. Okay. So. Great. It's a great number. Of, yeah. I will definitely check some of them. I know David Data, but the others I didn't know. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them had a profound influence on me for sure. Yeah. And, uh, can you please as well tell where people can find you, find you, how they can work with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm primarily, like I'm, I'm in the process of moving into creating a website. Um, I will do soon. Right now it's primarily just through social media, Facebook um, is the best way to connect with me. Um, you reach out to me through there and I'm happy to interact with you, share, you know, connect with you and even if you're interested in working with me, do a discovery call and see how good of a, how compatible we'd be to work together. Um, once I have the website up, which should be very soon, um, that will be another avenue to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I mean, through social media, through the website, and I mean, within one of those mediums, I'll, I'll even be happy to offer my direct email. Um, that's it. Um, I do, I think I did, um, I, I also, one of the things that you asked me, you compressed three questions um, and it, I, my brain just didn't answer them all in the beginning of our call. And I wanna say that the women, that the, the people who, uh, um, my, my market um, is essentially men or women who are ready and available to do the work, the necessary work that it takes to live a deeply fulfilling um, life and have deeply fulfilling relationships. That is my market. Um, so those who, who, are, who, who that appeals to, reach out to me. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time and answer all these questions. I loved it a lot. Thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge, your experience. And yeah, I think we'll stay connected with you. And yeah, maybe we'll have one of those later, later if you feel like. And uh, it was incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love it. Honestly, I, I really like. I, w I was not kidding when I said I really loved your questions, and I and I love I love talking to you. So, um, and I and I really really appreciate you uh, reaching out to invite me to to this interview. So thanks. Thank I'll you. Look, I'll look forward to future interactions.
Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank Let's you. Take care. That was it for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for this podcast or share it with someone you believe can benefit from it. My mission is to remind you about the light and greatness you have been born with and help you reconnect with your own sense of self-worth, self-love, delight and pleasure. If you have a moment, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app.